0: Greetings. I'm Killick. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, the party had traveled through the city of blackpool and through a mysterious swamp where you guys had all encountered a what seemed to be a bounty hunter named drek who was coming after you with a myriad of magical items after you guys defeated him and moved on to the warehouse that you guys were heading towards to find the the origins of these crystals um you guys discovered a robot a warforged named thaddeus Um, all disassembled within one of the crates of the warehouse and figuring you guys would probably have a tough time taking the rest of his body, um, you guys just grabbed his head module, which was still activated, and headed off towards the city of Solaris. But not before Thaddeus recognized March as her twin sister Amity, who she thought was dead. After this realization that Amity is alive, March had decided that she needed to take a journey of her own south towards where Amity was last spotted. And after you guys said your goodbyes, March headed south. And you guys continued on west towards the city of Solaris. You guys got to the city and Thaddeus told you guys how to get to an inn that he knows. After speaking with the barkeep and uh, having having some exchange of words, um, he arranged for you guys to have a room. And after you guys all went up to the room, you guys all sort of found your place in this inn and sort of numb from the experience of saying goodbye to March, you guys all fell asleep. Kellick. You wake up with the first ray of golden light hitting your face. You are sleeping on one of the two beds that is here in the room. And um, the way that the window is situated the light hits your face first in in sort of this singular beam. Mm. And it sort of jostles you awake. So, as you wake up, you look around and you see the rest of your party members still fast asleep. You see Shreya off in the corner sort of huddled up, snoring deeply. You see Olma laying there. You see Flynn laying there. And you look around the room, and on the wall, right above the dresser, you start to you start to sort of get the sense of this room for the first time. You see above the dresser, there's a little framed picture of a map of Solaris, and sort of some some guide details of um, what you might look for locally. There are some. Uh, places to get food there are um, some places to see entertainment Um, there are some shops around and sort of just a general guide to solaris up there on the wall Mm. so as you get up what would you like to do seeing this i'll just
1: remark (laughs) that's handy (sighs) doing a little bit better than basement in an abandoned bakery And then I'll uh, stand and uh, make my way over to the window, and uh, and uh, looking
0: out over uh, what what floor are we on? Actually, Um, you guys are currently on the third floor. So you guys, you're you're about I'd say about thirty feet up. I'll uh, look to the streets below and uh,
1: just get a sense of the the area. Is it how how early in the morning is it? Kind of like. 6 or
0: something? Yeah, just the start of daybreak. Um, Yeah, just about 6 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Just
1: uh, seeing uh, what I can see of of shops opening and people uh, beginning their days. Uh, And I'll uh, touch my amulet on my chest and uh, uh, undo the clasp on the back of my neck. And uh, let it fall, and I'll and I'll hold it into the light, and uh, just watch the absence of a reflection, because it's this charred, uh, dulled thing now. Well, I'm not done reflecting. Though we move very well maybe let's see what's uh what's to be found here and i'll uh wrap that up in a little cloth and tuck it uh into a a pocket of my satchel uh and then i'll uh I'll just look over uh the team <laughs> uh and uh Make sure that they're sleeping peacefully, that they seem uh, at ease, uh, given the recent sort of um, not exactly loss, but uh, something akin to it that we've experienced. And uh, uh, I'll I'll tuck in Olma, whatever bit of uh, fabric I'm sure she's kicked off at this point. And uh, I'll tuck in Flynn as well. <laughs> Uh, and uh, in, in the meantime, I'll also distribute uh, the uh, the gold and silver I, I picked up from uh, I think it was Drek's body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just make sure that that's that's even. Just leave it in neat little piles uh, next to the okay. stuff. Uh, and then uh, I'll uh, I'll take a note of of the the ma- it's it's like a it's like a poster kind of thing it's like a framed thing on the wall this, yeah uh... it's
0: it's like a pretty large um, framed poster just a like a guide slash map to the city
1: uh, I'll look at it and uh, can I see is there is there a temple district is that something that they would do here
0: um, yeah there is um, uh, sort of a little ways away there is sort of a religious worship center there Um. And you can see on the map itself, um, definitely not as like close knit as you were used to in Addersfeld, where these buildings of worship were like directly next to each other, sharing walls. Um, yeah. But there, it's a little bit more scattered out. But there, definitely, it seems to be some sort of um, temple district. All right,
1: is it is it is it labeled any particular way, like, or does it just like do I get the idea of that? Um, or is there a like, specific title for it?
0: Yeah, so um, the, you don't see a specific title um, You do see, however, labeled specifically um, Each of the labels to the each of the new gods So there is specifically one temple And then a couple of them sort of have like um, Separate outlying temples Sort of in the same vicinity though
1: Okay, and h- how familiar am I With the different names of these these gods? Not very
0: Um, not very, but because you are, you are literally reading this on the map, um, I can give you those names right now if you did not already know them. Um, let me see. So, um, first off, you see, your eye goes straight to the temple of Zachriel. Um, you, you would definitely know the name of Zachriel, um, Mm -hmm. And then you see next to that one, like pretty close, these are the two closest temples in proximity to each other, um, is the Temple of Laetiel. And then off beyond that, you see the Temple to Edriel, the Temple of Amriel, and the Temple of Sidriel. All five of the new.
1: Well, uh. Take a deep breath. Let's, uh. Let's see what we can find. And I will, uh. I'll, uh. Try and. Uh. Triangulate where we are in relation to that area,
0: and I will. And I will head out. There is. You can see, um. There is a little. You are here. Dot on there. the little <laughs> little red dot there. Um, so yeah, you you sort of get the sense of um, of where you are, um, and as you head downstairs, um, you pass by the head of Thaddeus that is currently deactivated there on the um, just sitting on the dresser. Um, are you going to leave him there? Do you choose to take Ooh.
1: him. Ooh. He's deactivated?
0: He's yeah, like so he's sleeping? His, it's, it's what he would qualify as sleeping. Um, Robot sleep. Robot sleep, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, from what I know of Thaddeus, I don't know
1: that that's what interests him. So, That's uh, the, the same safe?
0: Yeah. Seems he seems perfectly and, secure. And he,
1: he was, like, friends with the innkeeper.
0: Um, from the conversation that you heard earlier um, it did seem like he had possibly stayed here before he knows the innkeeper um, there was uh, there was like an exchange of it was a rather quick and informal exchange between them um, and you also heard him um, specifically asking for like hey can you contact this person that I know um, and you sort of heard heard that going on as well as getting the room
1: right all right, right, right. Okay. Um do they have any like
0: <laughs> is, there, is there is there a breakfast with this hotel? <laughs> is um,
1: there a, yeah some kind of like quick cracker I can grab on the way
0: out? As you walk downstairs there actually is sort of like a uh complimentary, complimentary. sort of continental breakfast sitting <laughs> a there. Continental. Um, it's uh no it's it's oh, um like you wonderful. see some some fresh fruit out there um you see some pastries and baked goods that um for you know the amount of money that you're spending in this inn um which is is not really that much this is a pretty good breakfast. Like, you're you're a little bit surprised. Right. I will
1: grab a couple pieces of fruit to, to munch on my way out. Okay. Um, awesome. Putting, I'll, I'll put like an apple in my bag and I'll uh, just take a banana and I just chomp on that as I make my way out the door. Okay.
0: Awesome. Uh, Morning. As I uh,
1: pass the uh,
0: purveyor of this. And Feast. it's it's a, uh, it's a it's a it's uh, a young dwarven woman who um, she's sort of behind the front counter. She's got um, a tablecloth out and she's sort of um, wiping down the front area, just sort of waiting um, for guests to wake up in the morning. And, oh, um, good morning to you! And she gets back in, sort of putting her shoulder into it, wiping down the counter. Um, okay, as you leave the inn, um, you sort of get your first full look at a city street of solaris um, as it is still pretty early shops are beginning to open um, you can hear you know the horse-drawn carriages off in the distance um, clopping down the street uh, you see just across the way a um a fruit vendor is just opening shop you could see that that um sort of um swinging front door being latched open And you can hear a conversation start. Um, You see that same fruit vendor um, looks next door to um, a a little bakery. And as the dwarf comes out of the bakery, um, the the fruit vendor waves over and and she says, Hi, good morning. And uh, another friendly wave is exchanged. Um, And you also see the garrison of the city. Um, The morning shift just beginning to walk through you see um two guards walking side by side um coming from your right to your left and you can see just on the street down the way another two guards standing side by side walking down that road um in almost full plate armor um Mm. with these um uh battle hammers um at their sides uh seeming to be like a pretty standard uniform but very nice, nice armor and you can definitely hear them as their armor kind of clanks together as they're walking down the street
1: How do they appear? Do they seem um,
0: like agitated or stressed? Uh, Make an insight check 15
1: 15
0: 15 um they are definitely like what's the word they're like they're on guard for sure um you don't get the sense that this is for any particular reason um Mm. but uh you get the sense that like these are dwarves who are here to do their duty they're here to keep the peace and they're going to keep the peace at any cost so they're definitely uh-huh. like determined, but not for any specific.
1: But they're not like cause f- frenetic or any sort of yeah. yeah no, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. And Just the way taking that, note of that
0: yeah, they're the way that they're walking too is at a normal pace. Um, it is sort of like uh, they're they're walking step in step um, together, mm-hmm. but it's not rushed at all. Okay.
1: Okay. Good to know. Um, I'll sort of duck my head uh, and uh, and I'll. Uh, step into the 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 streets of solaris Uh, i guess i'll uh yeah i'll just i'll just head out toward what i presume is the temple district
0: okay awesome so you head down the street um and again on your right and left you see more and more shops opening um friendly waves being being passed towards one another um you see a lot of like the community sort of waking up and, and waking up together and um, sort of getting the day started together. Um, but none of these niceties are extended towards the guards, nor the guards extending them towards the people. Um, you don't see any sort of like fear or cowering um, when the guards come by. It's just, there's like just no interaction. Um, it seems like these guards are on duty and they have no interest in the pleasantries of, of the early morning life of the city. Mm. um but with that um it's a beautiful day you can hear some birds chirping as you walk down the street uh conversations happening um it's it's a very nice comfortable environment but the more you walk um the more you realize like this is a dwarven stronghold here um the city of solaris is definitely like a foothold in um in the the dwarven army of caldor um so you are the only drow half drow rather that you have seen at all so far um definitely no humans or elves here Mm. um Mm. you see a couple of um every once in a while you'll see um a couple of like um um furbolg crossing the street um and you see a couple halflings every once in a while some gnomes um and a tiefling every once in a while. Um, mm. But you sort of feel like you're sort of out of place here a little bit for more reasons than one. Um, but eventually, mm. walking down the street, you don't get stopped by anybody. You don't really get any weird looks, but you eventually get to the temple district. Um, the first temple that you come across, just in the way that you're, you're moving across the city, um, mm. is the uh, Temple to Amriel. And as you pass it, um, this temple is, um, sort of, um, covered in plants, but these aren't it's, it's not like overgrown. They seem to be sort of like these newer, these younger plants, um, that are just beginning to creep their way up the side of the building. Um, not been here for, for very long, just sort of seems to be newly planted. Um, but this is the first temple that you come across. Uh, do you have any interest in looking around, seeing inside? I guess the main thing that I would be taking note of is just like how
1: how it's being treated. Like, is it is it like um, seeing these plants? Is it does it feel like it's being left to the growth, or does it feel like it's been? Or, or I guess what I would say is is if I were to think back on Eldoria's Temple in the Shadow of Timberland. Like, how would it compare in terms of how it was being treated by the people
0: tending to it? Sure. Um, I'm going to have you make a nature check for me. Okay. Fine. Eleven. Eleven. You do see, like, um, a couple of, um, like, gardeners out in the front. Sorry, Um, (laughs) twelve. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, the gardeners are assassins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You. Uh. You see a couple. They are. Um. Like tending to the, the plants and all that stuff, but they're also wearing like, it looks like some religious garb, some some um, robes that are Mm. like these deep earth browns and greens, and um, have like these, um, this kind of cool like vine embroidery on them um, sort of this vine symbology um, going up these cloaks Mm. and um, from what you can tell like they are taking care of the plants but from what you saw of the temple of Ilduria that was overgrown over centuries and a millennia of plant growth and seasons of plants growing and dying and harvesting and the plants growing back this is like very very new and these gardeners are sort of kind of nurturing and trying to make sure that these these um, plants and these vines and these flowers and these trees um, have a chance to reach maturity
1: I will uh, admire that just take a second to observe and, and uh, have a, a feeling of uh, a, a look of respect across my face
0: okay and then I'll, I'll move on. Um, the next one that you get to is the Temple of uh, Um And you can see that this temple is... Each of the temples are pretty far spaced apart. Um, so you walk a little bit and um, you see that there is um, where on the other temple um, it was mostly just like plants and, and the life of of the... Um, the place sort of being overgrown um, This one is is very like It's made of stone And you see a very stoic um, Half orc man uh, Statue Just standing guard right out front um, Like very Rigid in his posture And holding a Smithing hammer standing right In front of a um, A uh, What do you call it an anvil um, and, uh, yeah, that's what you see here. It, it seems like this is a, a very, like, well-kept, you know, rigid stone building here.
1: Okay. That's enough for me, I think. <laughs> Unless there's, like, you know, fire bursting out of the door. <laughs>
0: or, or anything I can glimpse there is not at arm's uh, length, you know. No, a, a surprising lack of explosions. <laughs> um, what I'm used to. <laughs> Uh, next up is the Temple of Edriel. Um, and here, however, you can see as you approach, um, you can see that there are these glowing runes on the outside of the temple um, just inlaid everywhere. The uh, The frame of the door is inlaid with runes. Um, there are windows up top on Edriel like maybe the fifth or the sixth story of this building um that are all um, that have runes on the outside of them you see these um cauldrons on the outside of the temple two on each side of the door that are um Uh, Engulfed in this magical flame that keeps changing color from red to orange to yellow to green to blue to purple then back to red Um, as this fire is like changing colors and like kind of moving in these weird ways it almost looks like the fire is um, like dancing within these cauldrons Um, and uh, yeah as you walk by um, you look inside and the doors are wide open and as you look inside um you see a congregation is already formed for the morning and you can see that there are two um dwarven women at the front near the altar of the front of the temple and they have they're standing there with their arms wide open their eyes rolled back in their heads and from their extended hands this um this golden energy and this sparkling golden energy is flowing forth from their fingers and enveloping the congregation as the congregation is, is sitting there also with their eyes closed, sort of this, this low hum to themselves um, as they seem to just be like basking in this magic um, that is being put forth by the dwarven women at the front.
1: Mm. Do I recognize this? Like style of magic This spell This school you know
0: Yeah make a arcana check
1: Whoa. Brutal I do not it's a six
0: That's a six um, yeah. You don't you recognize it's like definitely a religious Practice it's not like um, it, It's It's definitely got it's base in religion Um, but you don't recognize the school. You don't really recognize what this might be.
1: Okay. Is it like peaceful or is it like, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like trancey, like
0: it is sort of like the people in the congregation as well as the, the two dwarven women at the front. Um, they do seem to be in some, some sort of trance, um, but it doesn't seem to be malicious in any way like the people who are sitting there are not fighting it at all mm-hmm. um but yeah this it does almost seem sort of trance like
1: mm. oh yeah tantric was the word i was, I was like yeah there it is yeah <laughs> um, yeah kind of kind of in that but kinda. maybe less maybe less intense
0: <laughs> um cool cool okay moving on the next temple that you come across is the temple of latiel um and uh this this temple has already begun its its morning worship and you could tell that it had begun its morning worship about 4 blocks back as music is blaring from this temple, um, you walk up and it's a very similarly constructed stone temple, um, very similar to the the previous ones, um, with uh, no real symbology on the outside. But the difference is, um, you could see that there is like this. It, where the other temples sort of came up to these these rigid points at the top, these these peaks and these spires, um, this one has got this dome at the top, um, and you can see like these little slits across the dome, all going all going around it. Um and as you approach, you sort of feel the 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 thumping of the drums as you approach. And as you get closer and closer, you can feel um the, the different instruments, the, the wind instruments, the string instruments as you get closer and closer, and you can feel like this dome on top of the temple is like amplifying this sound um and sort of reaching it as far as it can get. And as you approach, it is a party in there. Um there is music, there is food. Um, people are singing and dancing and having conversations with each other and um, this this place is is just packed and if this was, if you had come across this perhaps in the evening, you would have thought that this was just like oh this is where people come to just party and drink and, and get drunk and right. um, have a good time but you don't see any sort of alcohol being passed around this is just people singing and dancing and having a good time um, and and sort of worshiping that way, um, wow. and that's that's what you see in there.
1: I will look upon this kind of aghast, <laughs> kind of like is there is the is the is there symbology on the front of this on the facade of this thing, or is it just this dome structure?
0: Um, there is there is some um, there is some writing in dwarven. Do you read dwarven? I do not. You do not. Um, Okay, so there is some writing in Dwarven As well as um, some Yeah, some like um, You could see like uh, Up on, sort of like etched Into this smooth stone portion of the wall um, You can see a loot, and um, You can see some like it's like lines coming off of the lute, but they're they're sort of in a way that makes it look like this. It's music. It's playing something musical, um, and yeah, then yeah, on the other side you see sort of um, a a drum and the same sort of um, visible music coming off of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I'll, I will just sort of the juxtaposition of w- what I take to be temple architecture, even though. Even the loot seems kind of crass to me. <laughs> kind of that, and
0: and this raucous
1: yeah. event, and just be
0: struck by it. And as you're observing, um, a uh, a dwarven woman who is wearing this um, very like flowing dress with um, like these individual strings of fabric coming off from her waist and reaching down below her feet and kind of dragging across the ground she's moving and as she's sort of like dancing and sort of expressing herself just outside of the temple she's like doing these spins and these turns so that the um the the string fabric portion of the dress sort of flare out um she spins and she spins and she doesn't quite notice you and she sort of bumps into you and uh, she goes oh oh uh I'm sorry. I was just enjoying myself. You look like a good dancer. You want to come in? I, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Come uh, on. It'll be not? fun. And she, like aggressively, grabs you by your hand and yanks you in towards the crowd of people. And um, as you are led, are you going to be led inside the temple?
1: Uh, yes. I okay. will.
0: I will. Against my better judgment
1: (laughs) (laughs) Allow this woman to take me inside She
0: grabs your hand and she Brings you inside this temple And as soon as you kind of cross That threshold into Um the the temple You like This is Like an incredible feeling it's so Strange and foreign to you But you get like this This incredibly warm Feeling inside of you Um and you sort of think back to like feelings that you've had for for people in the past. This the, the feeling of this sort of feels like like a like love. Like you feel love when you come into this temple. Um and you you're not sure if it's just like the energy, the people around you or just the temple itself, but um you you feel like this this acceptance and sort of like this mutual love between you and this place. Um and as you're being yanked in, um, you like you're bumping shoulders with people, and you're sort of being pushed back and forth. Um, and are they are there? It's mostly
1: dwarves, though. Correct? It is. It is
0: mostly dwarves. So I'm
1: like four feet taller than everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. For sure. Um, but you're you're still being like battered around. These yeah. they're dwarves, but they're dwarves. They so, got some altitude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they got that sturdy base. So uh, you're sort of being being knocked around. And, um, yeah, eventually you sort of, um, are pushed into this sort of open area, um, where the music sort of is a little bit quieter. There's not this, the thumping of the drums and almost, it seems magically, um, there's this, this like bubble of more of a quiet area, um, off to the side. Um, people aren't dancing in this area. Um, music isn't being played too loud, um. But you just hear like a a singular violin, and it's playing these long and sort of mournful notes as you as you uh, sort of enter this this bubble of silence, and you see a old dwarven man, um, long black beard braided in in. It looks like seven or eight different types of braids, um, long hair that extends down to his back that's also braided in the same number of ways, um, and you see him playing this violin, just very sort of solemnly to himself, sitting there.
1: Have I been sort of like pushed here by the throng, or you
0: have been you have been like with the crowd? Um, yeah. You were sort of like pushed into a mosh pit And then as soon as you were thrust out of it You sort of stumbled into this This bubble of just kind of Quiet energy here
1: <sighs> What matter of temple is this?
0: Is he Is he uh, Is he have his eyes closed? Um, no his eyes are open and, and he sees you
1: does he does he look like he, he's focused on playing or does he look like he's in the spirit for conversation can I tell uh, make an insight check uh 19
0: 19 um as you get here he um, he looks at you sort of um, shocked for a moment um but then after after a second he sort of warms up and is like... Now his playing is directed at you like before it seemed like he, right when you were pushed in, it seemed like he was sort of having a moment and playing to himself, but now he's sort of playing for you. He's got a little bit of an audience here. Um, so he's, he's totally comfortable with you being there. Um, is
1: there a place to sit?
0: Yeah. Right next to him on the bench. Uh,
1: I will uh, sort of like, Keeping eye contact to make sure he has the space that he needs to play. Sort of like gingerly uh, tiptoe my way to the to sit uh, next to him and just
0: listen. I'll will close my eyes as you sit there and as he sort of continues playing. Um, he continues to play this this. It's like a a slow and like mournful, beautiful song on the violin just by himself. Um, And as he's playing, you know, it's just him, but it almost sounds like there are 10 or 15 of these violins playing at the same time, sort of playing in this perfect harmony with each other. And as you sit there and you close your eyes, it's very nice. It's very soothing. You could sit here for hours.
1: thought when uh, the home went away that that was the end of music for me I'll slowly open my eyes and uh does he have a, chip, uh,
0: a tip jar <laughs> 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 um he does not no okay all right I don't know what, I don't know if it's that kind of place uh
1: I'll, uh... I'll I'll just, um... slowly stand and, uh... and sort of uh, bow my head to him and just whisper a word of thanks. And, uh... And I'll try to... like... tenuously, (laughs) uh... approach the the crowd again to try and, like, (laughs) sidle my way... Yeah. uh, ...through again and, 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 uh
0: the part all right uh, yeah you get another couple good knocks um as as you are making your way back through this crowd um
1: <laughs> all right all right <laughs> yes uh, hello <clears throat> uh
0: but eventually you make your way to the front of the temple and um as you walk out to the to the city street um your ears are still ringing you still have sort of that um um like you know when when you're in when you hear like blaring music and then all of a sudden you're in a very quiet place and sort of that thumping is still in your head and your ears haven't quite adjusted yet um, you, you're experiencing that as you walk outside onto the street again um, and you continue on
1: is there as I'm making my way out is there is there like can I tell who the the clergy is can I tell like if there's any sort of structure to this to this place like is there hierarchy
0: yeah, make a religion check. Okay. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Religion
1: check. Natural
0: twenty. Nice. <laughs> um, so there is there definitely seems to be a hierarchy here. Um, as you're looking in, there is definitely a band and an audience a lot of the audience is playing instruments of their own and sort of playing along, but you can spot that, okay, there is sort of like a main band playing here. Um, a lot of the people who you passed um, walking through who are playing instruments and and doing all of that stuff probably brought their own instruments from home and are playing along with the, the band up on the stage. Um, but you do see um, a um, there are a couple of dwarves up on stage who are wearing um like these red robes that are tucked into a um a golden belt around their waist um and they are rocking out um you see uh one guy one guy's on the drums um one guy is like um he's playing a harp but like a rock and roll version of a harp um, okay, okay. and he's like he's going along. He's into it. He's like moving his body with the with the uh, beat of the music. Um, and you see a couple of um, like violinists. You see some bassists, and um, just this this band that is up there. You see next to them also, um, in sort of these lighter red robes, um, almost like more of like a faded, um, maroon like a light maroon almost um, there's a choir that's singing and there's about 10 of them and they're belting out lyrics going along with this music. Um, and you see on the other side in, in similar sort of light maroon robes um, you see a couple of like interpretive dancers and they're moving around in different ways. Um, so it seems like the people who are upstate up on stage in the maroon and red robes are like, members of the church everyone else here who's singing dancing participating um they're all just in sort of the quote-unquote audience congregation of yeah
1: okay okay i will uh just uh exhale with uh bewilderment uh nonplussed and i uh uh yeah i'll I'll turn away and and make my way forward okay
0: and right as you like you sort of back out of this temple and right as you sort of turn your shoulder to, to move away you feel like a, just a very slight urge to then just turn back and just just walk back and, and just kind of take another look but it's it's a very subtle feeling so you keep you keep walking but you just note that it's sort of a strange like you just wanted to look back and, and take another look. And finally, you get to the Temple of Zachriel. This temple is a stark difference from the other temples. Um, while it is still made of stone, um, the stone is much darker. It's it's almost reaching like this black, um, as you can see um, this this dark ash almost like emanating from the base of it, almost as if there was um, there were fires set right along the base and the ash was allowed to climb up the sides of the walls. And you can see the same sort of thing around the doors and around the windows, where it seems like a slight fire was lit around them and the ashes were, were allowed to sort of stick and stay. Um, and you can see where the... Um, the temple of Edriel had these four burning columns with fire that was a light with different colors you see a singular massive cauldron outside of this temple and there is a fire there but it is just barely the embers Um, if left unattended to this would completely die out but you can see two dwarves and a gnome and a halfling who are there with um, like these fire pokers and they are there with these different um, pouches that seem to have different ingredients on them, just giving the fire enough to just barely stay alive and just to keep those embers and to create the ash that's beginning to swirl around the cauldron. Um, But they are very meticulous with how they keep this fire just barely, barely going.
1: And there, is this in the front? It's, uh, on the...
0: This is uh, directly in the front, yeah.
1: Um. Uh, I, I will, uh... Just watch that. So much of this is like... I... I'm like a shadow, sort of, just... Tracing the edges of all of this. Uh, and I, uh... I'll, I'll, um make my way past them, uh, watching, as I do, trying to sort of get a sense of the rhythm, the mathematics of um, when they are prodding this thing, when they are uh, adjusting uh, the edges of this. Um, But I will uh, head inside
0: Um as you head inside um you look around and um there's not it's it's very different from the temple that you just came from um not very many people in this temple um but the people that you do see um a lot of them are wearing like these um these um like ashy gray um leather it looks like leather armor Um, and it is sort of crafted in a way that is for more for decoration than for actual use. Um, but there are these, these leather pieces. There is a nice like leather, gray leather, um, chest piece. There's some nice gray leather shoulder pieces. Um, and they extend down to these, um, this sort of, um, gray, almost like a, a kilt, um, that that runs down each leg and as you look around you see each of everyone who's wearing this religious adornment all of them have their fingers sort of singed and and pretty much their entire forearm engulfed in ash as if they had just dipped their hands into a campfire um and you would think if you were just passing one of these people on the street you would think it was just like dirt and they had a bunch of like dirt all over their hands um, but upon closer inspection it is ash for sure um, and as you walk in everyone's sort of minding their own business
1: is there is it arranged in a structural like um, what are people doing what are what are are they cleaning are they um performing rituals or are they
0: um yeah for sure are there altars those kinds of things yeah so um as you're looking in there are um these three three altars there's sort of one big one right in the middle of the building and then there's two smaller ones on the opposite corners from you and um as you're looking up they there's you're looking into the big one and it's just this big um circular pit in the center of the in the center of the room um and it looks like a like a campfire died there um it looks sort of like a pit for a bonfire and you can see chairs and benches um sort of in uh lined up in a semicircle on either side of it facing in towards this pit. Um, and then you see two smaller pits without any chairs or anything on the far corners.
1: The the other altars are also pits or, or smaller versions of Yeah, this?
0: just smaller versions of... Looks like a bonfire pit, pretty much.
1: I will, uh... walk right up to that. I will, uh like put my toe to the edge of it like get that close okay all right hey i'll uh uh unwrap just the the hand of my of my bandaged arm and i i will uh uh hold it um like leaving the bottom of the pit in soft focus and, and hold my hand over the pit. And, uh, and I'll look down to, to, are there, is it, is it dead ash in this pit or is it also embers?
0: Um, it seems to be dead at this point. Um, it doesn't seem to be like there is, you can see all of the chairs and all of the benches and stuff that are around here and they're unoccupied. Um, it seems like there probably hasn't been a worship service yet this morning. Um, so the fire has not been stoked yet for the day.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and is
1: there, is there a, there's no other, like, physical representation of, of any... There's no statue or or um, emblem or anything anywhere. Correct?
0: Make a perception check. Uh, 15. 15. As you're looking around, it was very difficult to notice, but now that you're specifically looking around for it, you do notice... Out of the stone walls, um, there's sort of this, this part near the center of the building um, that comes up and sort of creates an arch over you. And as you look up, you now notice that the arch is not connected in the middle, but is in fact on one side, a cloaked figure sort of bending over and looking down towards the fire. And the same thing on the left side. And you can see it's like this this torso of of uh, a figure with a hood up that's just coming up over you. Almost these two figures creating an arch over you. But these things are are massive, reaching probably forty feet up in the air.
1: I'll I'll look up into the. Uh, I imagine. Uh,
0: very nondescript. Yes.
1: Nondescript. Yeah. Uh, visage of this of this uh, statue or um, sculpture. And uh, you're the one. Then you're the one I want to speak to. I've come to you. I've come to you from one pet to another. And I, I think I might have a lot a lot of questions, a lot of things to learn. I don't know if I've lived a good life I've done right I I think I have but now I stand here on the edge of something and I look down into the pit something that terrifies me I have to step forward With a sure foot. I have to... Know... That I can... Trust. Trust in the... Not just the might... But the cause. The mission. The... The noble goal. That... That I set before myself... I'll not dive into a pit out of desperation out of fear I want to do it with courage I want to do it with love I know gods aren't the best with the words of us smaller beings and you've already done so much for me Little Oma. Try. Even Flynn to some extent. You've given me the strength to keep them moving, keep them walking. Even through the mud. But give me a messenger. Give me breadcrumbs. That's what you're up to isn't just some grab for power, some greedy usurpation, some bloody conquest of Andel and Ganbaldir. The people out there are dying. Your people and theirs. And if we're just here to bicker and squabble, I can't be a part of that. I have to know that what we're doing here will help the world. Will ease the pain of others. Will rid the world of evil. So, if you might, just give me some pace along the way. And I'll, I'll follow your, your lead. I'll serve your purpose. I know you're not the uh, type to be bothered with uh, confessions. Prayers, even. At least those of your uh, congregation that I've met. Your followers, your worshippers, they've not been the, the kind to mince words. But I think the, the ways of the old gods had had the right ends in mind they just fell to fear or they didn't give enough breadcrumbs to their followers they let they let us go berserk with terror and powerlessness eat each other ourselves from the insides. I know that power is not infinite and I worry that evil might be. So I think that it's these little shreds, these little crumbs of hope, these little instances of love, kindness, those are the things that you must do your best to provide, if you truly want the people of these lands to win out over evil. I'll uh, quickly have a, a moment of sort of uh, bashfulness or realizing the 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 um sort of length of 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 how much I've been talking and and the otherwise sort of quietness of the area and I'll just hold my tongue uh, try and be very still so as not to be awkward or strange in this place
0: As you are standing here very still you look around and at this point every there's about 15 people in this temple and all of them you look and notice all of them at this point have completely stopped what they're doing there, there was a man at a far bookshelf who was taking down some books and putting some back um, there was one over in a corner sweeping up um, and, and just cleaning up um, there was a, a woman sort of um, getting the, the pit ready for a possible service on the other side and all of them as you were over the course of speaking now you look and you notice all of them have turned directly towards you and have bowed their heads and just have their heads bowed quietly What? and as you then sort of come to quiet and sort of stand there by yourself they all sort of with their heads still bowed sort of give themselves a quick nod pull their heads up and continue back to what they were doing
1: I will look around in kind of awe.
0: And turning around, you see a uh, a woman sitting there on one of the chairs directly behind you. Um, uh, a dwarven woman um, with this um, sort of short golden hair and, and a short... Um, golden beard, um, and more blonde actually than, than golden, but, um, seems to be, um, middle-aged, but a, a very youthful face and a very youthful presence. And she had also her head bowed. And as you're looking around her, her head comes up and her eyes meet yours. And, uh, she says, well, um, the truth comes to all of us in time, but, uh, not, not always according to our time it seems. What do you mean what do you mean the truth? Well, the truths of this life, the truths of your journey as you go across the 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 bounds of this landscape that we call the world uh, uh. I. Uh, you seem very confused. Would you like to come and sit with me? I, I would. I would love to have you sit with me and and speak of these things.
1: I. Uh, that'd be grand. I, uh, sit down next to her. Okay. Sort of holding myself as I do.
0: Yeah. It is very obvious to me that you have seen the truth in the embers but what is the extent that you know of these
1: to me truth was always supposed to be a, a solid thing you know a uh, a beam of light if you will uh, a linear path Righteousness and in the embers, truth flickers about and you know, singes your eyebrows. It's all consuming, and you have to peck through it to find it. I wonder about this truth, Adam. Because I've seen such words weaponized How do you know That the truth you follow
0: Is uh, Real I know it is real Because it is my own I Sit here and I Proclaim What I Know to be true or at least at this point what I believe to be true. And as I look around here, I I see him over there in the far corner. His truths are different than mine. And he believes in his, and he knows his to be true. And that is his source of comfort. Just as I believe in mine. Not every truth has to be the same I think that this is where the old gods got it wrong is there was one way to do things there was one belief and then once you strayed from that path you were labeled as what evil deceitful worse this is where we we try and be better than that each truth is different and only in searching through yourself you'll find those answers in that truth. But uh
1: I gesture to the pit and to the arch. Doesn't he care what you decide your truth is?
0: He doesn't care that, he doesn't care what the truth is that you settle yourself upon. But as long as you come to that conclusion, that is what he is after. Or at least in pursuit of that truth. As we are not all there, we only know the truth of what our lives mean, why we are here, what why we are doing what we are doing. We only know that once we cross that veil and find ourselves united on the Argent Plains. Beyond time, beyond any of this physical body. That is where we find our truth. But in the meantime, we must be searching for it. I've heard these words in my dreams.
1: The Argent Plains. This is where... This is where the ashes go.
0: That is where the ashes go. And they fall to the ground... And they form a... Dirt that is... Lush. And... Has the nutrients to... To bring forth the new life and spring this endless garden before you where you spend all of eternity tending to these flowers and these trees and these vines
1: have have you seen it them the plains
0: I have not no
1: <clears throat> and have.
0: Has he spoken to you? To me directly? I. No. no, I do not believe he speaks to anyone.
1: At this, I. subconsciously. like clench my fist, my, my, my burned fist. <laughs> around the scar on the center of my palm right each of us our own truth what do you make of the war what do you make of the violence do you think it's right for Caldor to try and push others to to take on this truth these
0: multitudes of truth I think it is the right thing for them to not push that one truth onto a bunch of people but to push on them the choice to choose what their truth is. They do not know that their truths and their their lives are being chosen for them. We are fighting them to give them the choice. Right.
1: I hadn't thought of it that way. You know, I spent some time in Addersfield and recently I, I had to spend a night in a basement in a one of the abandoned buildings in the slums. And just outside of those slums, there's an encampment of refugees. People uh, pushed out of the city. And I think it might have helped to create... Both the abandoned buildings and the people outside who could be tending to them. and I—I I did it all while enjoying the sunshine. It's hard to know what your choices are.
0: you speak of the sunshine and i have found that while the sunshine illuminates it also blinds I...
1: um if i if i uh sort of look her over a bit um her facial structure her hair and such uh does she she i can tell that she's young how, how i can tell sort of how many decades she's been
0: alive roughly um yeah so looking over her face um and sort of what you know of dwarves um like sort of middle-aged um which in dwarven would probably be about 175 maybe approaching 200 did it scare you
1: when it changed when the
0: usurpation happened weren't you afraid I was terrified I thought that all was going to come to an end and then I found my purpose I found my truth and I found religion (laughs) i was not the person that you see now 30 years ago Mm. i was merely a person going about my life thinking that things had to be one way and then after the shock of the gods dying i did not know how this could happen after that shock wore off i I was enlightened. I was no longer afraid, as I knew that better days for me were ahead. And so far they have been. And I will tell you, once I made that decision, and she kind of reaches down to the leather armor that's on her forearm, and she kind of undoes a couple of the knots, and she peels back, the leather and she pulls up the cloth sleeve you can see a charred forearm and hand very similar to the way that yours is charred and you can see like how it continues to peel back and sort of this exposed flesh there very similar to yours she says once I accepted that this was going to be my life it was painful at first and it's painful every day but it reminds me that I have the choice to find myself in this world. And this is the mark that I carry with me every day.
1: I sort of look at my my hand and, and my forearm. i never thought of it as being a reminder Choice, you know. <laughs> how how did you? How did you get? How did you get yours?
0: Well, I. Um, one day, I was. Uh, this was, maybe, six years after, the uh, the old gods had died and the new gods, came to their power. Um, I was. Sitting at home, and I was writing a letter to my brother. And it was late at night, and I had um, a candle burning on my desk. I was writing this letter, and as I was forming the words on the page, I sort of began to think to myself about what I was doing with myself and with my life and how I had not really been what I had intended to when I was a child. And I sat there and I closed my eyes very tightly. And I thought about what I wanted and who I wanted to be. And I sat there and I had my eyes closed and my fists were clenched very tightly and I remember blacking out and reawakening in this empty space. I was floating in a void and I could see everything that I had once valued in my life with these little pieces of gold and silver floating around me and things and objects and fancy house up on a hill off in the distance and all of these things melted away and burned into ash and when I reawoke the candle had been knocked over onto my desk lighting the whole thing on fire but my hands were still clenched and put down on the table and my eyes were still closed and as I opened them my arm was engulfed in this flame and I, I quickly had to, to r- run and grab one of my robes and put it over it. And I had to put out the fire. But by the time I had put it out, the damage was already done. And by the time the, the flames subsided into embers and ash, I was, well, you could call it reborn. And I didn't know what it meant for a while. But eventually I, I found others that were like me and they found a teacher and um, now you find me here Hmm. we have a worship service starting soon would you I I would be honored to have you sit and watch and, and see if you would be open to that
1: I, uh, shuffle kind of awkwardly in my seat. It's, like, I'm a little too tall for it. Yes, uh, I'd, I'd like that.
0: What's your, uh, what's your name, by the way, Last. My name is Aura. Ora Goldenhall.
1: Aura. I'm Ace. thank you for speaking with
0: me you're very welcome and you are welcome in this house of zachriel anytime
1: i look up at it
0: i'll come anytime i eh? i hope that's true well i only speak truth and she sort of pats you on the back and uh she gets up and she she sort of walks away and she begins um tending to one of the the fire pits um that still doesn't have anything in it she seems to be sort of um swiping away some of the the dirt and the ashes that have accumulated there um to make way for the new um fire that's about to be lit there and after the next 20 minutes or so you sit there and you wait in your seat and people begin to file in um, you can hear conversation happening outside the building, but as soon as people walk in, um, it sort of turns into these hushed whispers. And the, some of the conversation still continues, but as soon as they, they get in, sort of almost as respect, they sort of quiet their tones and, and they, they walk in and they meet their seats and they come in and you sit for a full service of um, this worship. And um, it lasts a couple of hours, but you are, you know, taking mental notes of everything that's going on. Um, mm. You are looking around and seeing how people are affected here. And it is the exact opposite of the Temple of Le-Tiel. Um People here are quiet, they are solemn, they are sort of um, introspective. And as these fires are initially lit, um, the the initial burst of fire is is like a big it's a roaring fire but after a couple minutes it dies down and you can see that um that more of these disciples in the gray leather armor come in and and are tending now to the fire that is almost completely died and and once again they're keeping it sort of on that verge of of dying and um about an hour into the service um as uh you can see aura is then coming around and sort of um has a has a bowl of ashes in front of her and you can still see some of the embers in there um she um just every every person that she comes across she takes some and she wipes it down the bridge of their nose and then sort of comes down um almost like across their cheeks and sort of down towards the bottom of their ear um and she goes by and she does that to a couple people. And she comes by and you have to sort of bend down in order for her to, to reach up. Um, but as she does that to you, the ashes are still hot. These are like still, they just came out of the fire. And it sort of hurts for a second. Um, but you can't really, everyone here is quiet. So you can't really yell out or or do much. So you just sort of sit there and, and um, you allow it to happen. And the rest of the service is fairly quiet with, um, every once in a while, someone will go up to the, the embers and bow their heads and, and say a little prayer to themselves. And, um, the, the whole environment is very like, you guys are, are worshiping together, but it's very much feeling like an individual connection sort of thing. Um, even though there are 50, 60 people around you, everyone is sort of having their own personal journey that they're going through. Um, and their own like sort of truth that they're trying to find. And with that, after a couple of hours, the fire is allowed to die as the um, disciples sort of walk away and people one by one start filtering out. Um, You can see as, as some of the dwarves and some of the halflings are lifting their heads up from their prayer. You can see they're like wiping some tears away that might've fallen down their face. And one by one, some families walk out together some people walk out individually um, the hall clears once more would you like to head out with them or would you like to stay a little bit
1: uh I'll stay a little bit and I'll just uh approach Aura as the service is wrapping up and I'll just say uh <laughs> this might be a silly question Aura why why not just have a full flame?
0: Why let it be ashes, embers? Well, as I told you, I can only tell you the truth. And <laughs> I must admit that is an answer I do not know.
1: Well, I, I guess I can respect your honesty, then. Appreciate it. Maybe it's something to do with you know the edge the edge of things I feel as though I'm on the cusp of something and uh, so too are the dying embers of a fire but don't let me give you a sermon take care Aura
0: thank you and you as well thank you and she bows her head and she walks away
1: I very nearly instinctively say may the light. And then I just take her and I'll um, saunter out of the,
0: the okay. hall. Um, and at this point you walk out and um, the sunlight hits you um, almost sort of blinding you for a moment um, as the inside of this, this temple was relatively dark um, and, the light hits you and you can hear just off to your left. It's it, at this point, it's probably like one in the afternoon. You can still hear off to your left, the doom, 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 <laughs> from the drums off at uh late temple, as people are still partying hard. Um, music is going. You can still see dancers and it is um, kind of, it's kind of a weird feeling walking out of this temple alongside all of these people who are quietly contemplating their sort of existence and their place in the universe to then see people like leaving the temple of late just partying and like sweating from how much they were dancing. And it's, it's definitely a contrast and uh, you just take note of that um, as you leave. So with that, um, you walk out of the temple. What would you like to do? Um.
1: Uh, retroactively, when I was looking at the map, yeah, was was there a, a clear, or maybe when I was walking out of our of our hostel, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I uh, would there have been a a, a weapons shop or mm-hmm. a maybe even like a smithy or something to that effect?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, you would have taken note of a uh, shop called the Early Stones Ire, um, and like- uh, it is um, a shop that sells weaponry, potions. Um, sort of like it. It does seem to be like an adventurer's sort of uh, place, um, but with the intention of like being a supply store for the heavy military presence in the city. Um, it seems to be like a, a very specialized sort of store that the military goes there if they need a special weapon, a special potion, um, stuff like that. So, okay. um, Artisanal. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Artisanal <laughs> weaponry. Um, so, yeah, it's called the Early Stone's Ire, and it is sort of on your way back towards the inn. Um, you leave the temple district you walk in towards the, sort of the chopping the district and walking along the road, you come across a, like, gallows that you didn't really expect to see, but they're sort of like, just, it's like shop, 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 gallows, shop, shop, shop. It's like right in the middle of everything. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and you see that there are three nooses hung there but only one is occupied and as you walk past you see a it looks to be a some sort of humanoid um you can't tell looks to be the stature of either a human or an elf and uh you can't quite tell because a bag is covering their faces they're hanging there, limp um they are um covered in these uh deep purple robes and you can see sort of like a, a beaded belt around their waist with different pouches um coming off of it uh sort of similar to um Drek, sort of in 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 the way that there's like component pouches and then a couple of magic items things of that sort um and you look and there's a sign hanging from their neck you can't tell if it's um male or female and in the sign, it just it says in Dwarven, and then under it in Common, it says "spy." Just hang in there, limp. People seem to be walking by without giving it any any notice.
1: I'll uh, I'll. I mean, they're they're dead. Correct. This is a this is a.
0: Hand. Yeah, you yeah. don't even need okay. to make a medicine check. This is like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can see like there are a couple flies starting to to move oh. around the body. Um, yeah. What if my truth is against all this?
1: What then? And I'll uh, take a note of the the robes. Are the robes of this person there? Are they? They're not reminiscent of robes of any. Uh, temple culture that nothing I
0: you've you've really seen before um, no they're like this this deep purple there's a couple of different layers like the the inner layer of cloth is a slightly lighter purple and then it gets a little bit darker and then the final cloak on the outside is a darker purple and it's just got like some some silver um, sort of adornments on it um, but yeah you take a note of that and as you continue walking down the street you see up on your right hand st- side the early stones ire Um, you walk up you open the door with a little bell chime as you walk in and um, you see a a Dwarven man behind the counter Um, and he is sort of placing some potions out on the counter and uh, as you walk in you are the only one in here right now um, he says oh hi welcome to the early stones ire what can I do for you good afternoon
1: uh I, uh, uh, nice place you have here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm not a uh, combatant of the up close persuasion, but uh, I was wondering. I have a a tool, let's say, uh, and I uh, I pull my my sickle uh, from its holster on my hip, a little hand sickle, and I'll place it on the counter. I'll say I find it uh it's common handy for farming, medical application, and uh the occasional uh determent of pests, let's say. Uh but uh lately uh I've come into Tougher combat, and I'm kind of. Uh, I used to be uh, concerned, you know, about the, uh, let's say, grim nature of such uh, an instrument. But uh, more recently, I find myself uh, appreciating the uh, simplicity. Is there any way we could? Either improve this one, or if I don't know if you have something similar on hand that I might use, yeah, it might be uh, a a little more lethal. Let me take a look.
0: And um, as you set it down on the counter, he sort of looks it over. He says, uh, "Oh yeah, uh, fine, fine weapon. Um, Looks like a good make. Just seems to be uh, pretty well worn at this point." Um, Saint Elarios. I would. I would, I would definitely be able to fix it up for you, uh, sharpen the edge, um, and, and sort of bring it back to its its uh, youth, you could say. Um, and uh, I would be able to, to do that for you. Or I could just sell you something that I have if you would like to take a look at um, some options that I have.
1: Let me see uh, what you got on stock here.
0: Okay. And um, he sort of takes you over, and um, he opens one of these drawers and uh like the there are all of these drawers on the walls um like all of the walls are sort of like these almost like museum drawer type um that you keep artifacts in and he he pulls one of them open and um it's got three sickles laying there um and he says um uh this first one over here is just you know your standard um run-of-the-mill weapon um uh, nothing too special about it um and that uh would just be one gold piece and um just kind of a standard weapon um very similar to i'm sure what you had over here previously um and then you've got this one which um is a little bit better um it's going to be also a little bit more expensive it just adds a little bit of a magical kick to any um any damage that you might be inflicting on on others um and so it's a little bit sharper on the edge and um it's just got a a little bit of a a magical sheen to it um that i've inlaid and then um so that one is going to be uh 20 gold pieces and then uh, i'm sorry this last one over here is 20 gold pieces uh this one is going to be 10 gold pieces um the last one over here that's 20 gold pieces um this one is is of course my personal favorite um it is, uh, has a little bit of that same magical kick, but um, it also uh, does a little bit more than that. Um, there is uh, like a, um, a a burst of uh, light that comes with it um, that does some additional damage to uh, whatever you might be swinging this at. Um, so, with your choice, what would you like? Oh, uh...
1: light being as something of a hot button topic as it may that does appeal to me does uh does this one have the the same uh magical kick to it as uh, its its predecessor
0: uh yes it's the same thing just with an, an additional uh magical enchantment it's not much of a choice then is it
1: I used to only look after myself and lately I've got a lot of lot of others to look after. So I can't be I can't be wishing that I you know, didn't splurge for the better
0: item. I'll take this one,
1: and I'll point to the, the third option.
0: Okay. And that is going to be 20 gold pieces.
1: Alright. I hand it over.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, so that is going to be a uh, plus one sickle and on a hit, you get to add an additional 1d4 radiant damage.
1: Sick. Uh. Uh. You might, uh, as I, as I... (laughs) Not, not wrap it up, because I'm just going to holster the thing. Uh. And I can, can I holster it adjacent to my other one? I'm just, I'm going to keep yeah. both of them Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, as I do that, uh, I'll say, uh, you might meet up with a, a little, uh, little halfling at some point later today. Don't let him haggle you. Don't let him do it. He's, a he's a little halfling. He's quite chipper. Uh, he's got a big backpack with packets on the sides. Stick to your prices, you know. Don't don't let them talk you down.
0: I've actually... There's been a couple of halflings that have come through here today. Um, so I'll, I usually don't let them haggle me too much.
1: That's good. That's good. And I'll wryly uh, turn away and sort of snicker to myself as I... <laughs> as I leave the stick. Okay. Um, and, uh... As I... Uh... Make my way back. You said there's a bakery initially. I wanna I wanna stop yeah. at that that bakery and um, pick up uh, a couple uh, uh, pastries. I'll get two two uh, lemon pastries as big as I can get. Okay, and I will get uh, one uh, sandwich or toast without the or no I will get just crusts <laughs> I will purchase just crusts
0: okay um, we'll call that one silver piece for the for the toast. okay okay I don't know what time of day is it um, right now it's it's approaching like 2.30 3 o'clock in the afternoon
1: I will uh, I'll make my way back to the, the uh, uh, in to see um, if, uh, if everyone is, uh,
0: awake or not. Okay. Um, as you make your way back to the inn, um, you walk inside, open the door, you go upstairs and no one is there. Um, everyone seems to be out for the day. Um, the head of Thaddeus is no longer on the, the dresser. Um, and yeah, you don't see anyone from your party.
1: Well, I will, uh, leave the bag of goodies in the, in the room, and I will, um... wish I had more money. I'll just go spend all my money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go, uh... I'm gonna go back to the, uh... Late Hill temple.
0: Okay. You will make your way across town, and, um at this point um the the loud music has subsided and um you as you're walking up towards the the temple of lateel um you hear just a couple of string instruments and maybe a, a wind instrument or two um not playing this loud erupting music anymore. Um, But as you look in and see, um, you see just like this band that the band that was like standing up and getting into it and dancing while they were playing. um, Now it's, it's looks like a different band um, sitting down all sort of um, very like meticulously and, and sort of um, like artfully playing their instruments um this a little bit slower song and you can see um now that all of the people have most of the people have left and like the party portion of it has stopped um you can see the temple is now a little bit more open and you can see like a designated dance floor in the middle and you can just see going along with this um kind of whimsical music that's playing you can see three um dwarves doing sort of like slower interpretive dances almost like ballet um in the center as most of the crowd has left at this point.
1: Is there uh, still uh, singing? Uh,
0: Yes. Yeah. But it's not the shouting singing that you had heard earlier. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit quieter, um, more of a, uh, like a quieter performance.
1: And is there anyone as I'm sort of uh, making my way uh, into the temple? Is there anyone in the crowd uh, singing along?
0: Um, yeah, looking uh, looking out, you can see um, a couple of people are sort of like tapping their foot and um, like sort of moving along towards the music. But there is one man, um, an old old dwarven man, wrinkles all over his face, um, completely white beard and hair, um, uh, sitting. Close to the center, and he is singing along with the music. He seems to know the song.
1: I'm gonna, um. Taking a deep breath, uh, approach him, and, uh. Give him a, uh, a, a, a light nod, and just say, um. <sighs> I, I'm sorry to intrude, but, uh. I think you could uh, teach me uh, the song.
0: Oh, um, I'm not much of a teacher, but I would be more than happy to do that. Yeah, yes. Um, and he actually, he reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out this this little booklet um, and he sort of, he flips through a couple of the pages and you can see it's all like handwritten stuff. Um, and as he opens to a certain page and he goes, oh no, that's, that's not it, that's not the." That. Oh, here, here it is. Here it is. And um, he sort of puts his finger down on the page and sort of motions along with the the lyrics as he has the lyrics written down on his page. And um, he sort of starts nodding his head toward, at the rhythm towards you and begins singing along and sort of showing you um, the the lyrics of the song.
1: And I will um, sheepishly, Uh, But diligently uh, commit uh, those lyrics to to memory and and, uh, internalize
0: the melody. Okay. All right. Um, And the song comes to a close, and uh, there's a a new song that starts playing, and um, the old man goes, Oh, (sighs) shoot. I'm I'm sorry I don't think I have this I don't think I have this one written down and he reaches into his other back pocket and pulls out another notebook and he starts flipping through it and you can see <laughs> most of the pages here are <laughs> blank as he pulls out a little um a little pencil and he starts like writing down the lyrics of this song that's currently being played
1: and what are the what's the language that's being used in 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 these in these anthems is it Orvish or is it the previous
0: common? one was common um, this one that's being played right now is Dwarvish, and um, so you can see like he's writing it down in Dwarvish. Where the previous song that was in Common, he wrote in Common.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will not stop him. I will just, I will just let him do that and gratefully accept the kindness of this job. Okay. And do my best to just sort of
0: mumble <laughs> mouth my way <laughs>
1: <laughs> along with him
0: all right um and with that you leave the temple of latiel with a little bit of a song in your heart um, as you now head back towards the inn once more um it's starting to become evening at this point um the sun not quite setting over the horizon just yet but you head back to the inn you head back up to the room still no one has returned yet and you sit there on the bed and as you sit down This was kind of a a very intense day for you. There are a lot of information coming your way. So you take a moment as you're sitting there to sort of think back and really internalize all of this stuff. Um, Really like remember everything and um, yeah, commit as much as you can to memory. And as you're doing that and thinking about the Temple of Laetiel and sort of the emotions that came with that, um, versus the realizations that you came to at the Temple of Zachriel. And you're, like, thinking of all these things, and as you're sitting there on the bed, you sort of come to this, this realization that, you know, the words of um, Aura really hit you, that were, your truths are your own. And there there's no, like, universal, this is the way to do it. And you sort of feel a sense of comfort in... The fact that your journey is your own. And with that, you level up. What? And with that, as you're sitting there <laughs> on the bed, um, waiting for the rest of your party to get back, that is where we're going to end today's session.
1: Hot dog.
0: Hot dog. That was diggity a quick dog. level up. Yeah.
1: DM Ethan.
0: Well, you got a lot of stuff done. You got a lot of <laughs> <laughs> religious things done. a busy day. Done. Busy day. <laughs> All All right, right. but uh, yeah, with that, we're going to end today's session. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see y'all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Hey, everybody, this is Cameron. I do the character of Shraya on Venture Forth. Just wanted to take a moment. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube if you're not already. Also, if you'd like, you can check us out on Patreon, and uh, if you'd like to support what makes the podcast possible, please feel free to support. Also, we're on Clubhouse, so if you're on Clubhouse, Feel free to drop in on Thursdays where we do our weekly Dungeons & Dragons chat or one-shot, and those tend to be a lot of fun. So have a great week ahead. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and see y'all again next week.